it is exactly four years since I left my teaching career. And as I am moving into year four of starting our micro school, there are so many similar patterns and emotions and opportunities and feelings that I have right now going into growing a micro school year four in relation to leaving my teaching career four years ago. Honestly, I cannot wait to share this episode with you because it is the episode that I wish I would have heard when I was leaving my teaching career, bound in so many emotions. And now here I am feeling some of those same emotions as I'm growing our school and we're changing and we are moving and doing things that I really did not think would affect me, right? Because even if it's a positive change, we can still feel so many different arrays of emotions. So today I'm going to share with you, if you are new to leaving your teaching career, this is the month where you're probably saying goodbye or you're starting your business, your micro school, your tutoring business, your preschool for the first time, or maybe you are growing it. Maybe you've been in business for a year or two and you're growing it. And you'll be able to connect with a lot of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you today and just for encouragement and to let you know that you are not alone, but you also need to be aware of things that come up against you so that you can rise up and face the opposition. I also am going to share with you what you may be experiencing. It could be something that is very evident to you, or you may be going, oh my gosh, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm going through. But at the same time, I want to give you some piece of advice to help you to get through as you are transitioning or growing. So without further ado, let's get going. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Shout out right now to Cassie Gibson from Arizona. She says, I'm starting my own micro school in Arizona this year. This podcast has been such a source of encouragement and wealth of knowledge as I navigate this process. I can hear Mackenzie's heart in every episode. She is really passionate about education and teachers and reimagining what the classroom looks like. Thank you for all of the time, energy, and heart you are pouring out for other teachers. You really are letting your light shine. Cassie, I honestly, right now, that gave me, that gave me chills. It made me feel like I was going to tear up and cry. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you, Cassie, for taking the time to leave us that podcast review. Cassie was actually one of the winners of our Teacher Let Your Light Shine 
teacher appreciation giveaway. So thank you so much, Cassie. Thank you to everyone who takes the time to leave us a review. I know that it might seem like, oh gosh, you know, I got to click this button here, click this button there. I want you to know though, that really that 30 seconds that you take to do the thing that seems so cumbersome to do, I want you to know how much it blesses other people and it blesses me and it allows other people to see that you too are listening and you're being impacted so that they alone do not feel as if they are walking this path by themselves. So thank you again, Cassie, and thank you again, everyone who has left a podcast review. So I want you to really harness yourself as you listen to this episode today. And if you have not experiencing the things that I'm going to be sharing with you, this does not mean that I'm going to speak negative over your life and that all of these things are going to happen to you. That's not at all what this podcast is about. This podcast is about me being vulnerable enough to be real with you, to share my experiences with you, because I know that we do not talk enough about this in this world, in this profession, as business owners, as teachers who are leaving the profession. It's almost as if it has always felt like a shameful thing to do. I'm going to leave. Everyone's going to wonder, how could you leave? If good teachers leave, where, where, what's going to happen to the rest of the students in the school? And you know, I used to think that all the time. But then I realized that is not my cross to bear. That is not my big weight of rocks to carry. What's going to happen to me to myself, my purpose in life, it all boils down to what God has planned for me. So everybody else can keep us in a situation of not going or not growing or tell us to go do something that we and ourselves don't, don't quite feel is, is right for us. Yes, our responsibility is to show up and serve, but it is not our responsibility to lay our life and our purpose, our destiny down for other people to tell us when we can or when we cannot do what we feel we have been called to do. So I first want to put that out there because I think that emotionally there's this tug of, well, you're a teacher. You are expected to follow the protocol, do it this way. You jump ship. You're on your own because I'm going to sit here in this ship and do my best to navigate the rocky waters, not tip over. But if you want to jump ship, you go on because I'm going to do my own thing too. Guys, listen, we all have one life to live, one life to live. This is, this is really the deep things. This is really the deep, deep things that we need to be thinking about. One life, one purpose that can actually manifest into different little purposes here and there, different little callings on your life, depending on the season. However, one very important thing before we get into the rest of the emotions and the feelings and the ifs and the whats and the doubts that you might be facing is to know this. The only responsibility that you have is to step up and do what you were called to do. Not what your mom called you to do, not what your dad called you to do, not what your principal called you to do, not what the guy down the street called, called, called you to do. This is about you. Your life, your purpose, your destiny, what you feel called to do. If it is to take your micro school and grow it bigger, by golly, go for it. 
If it is your calling to step out of the classroom and create a different form of education that's going to help children at a different level, by golly goodness, go for it. You don't owe anybody else an explanation. This is your calling. This is your assignment. You're the one who has to turn in the assignment, not anybody else. It's yours. And speaking of assignments, I know not all assignments are easy. And it's very easy to get an assignment and to flight. Fight or flight, baby. I look at my daughter in high school, and she's got a super tough math class. And I know it is very, very troublesome. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort. But at the end of the day, you, she's got to buck up, buttercup. And you got to get the work done because this was your assignment. And in the end, I know you might not be, I know you may be thinking, well, what in the world is this going to be used for later on in life? Well, guess what? I don't know. But what I do know is that something intrinsically is being cultivated inside of you. And we're talking about just a math assignment. Now, imagine when you've got a life assignment. Imagine that, a life assignment. And yes, does it take some perseverance, some dedication, some grit, some tenacity, some resilience? Absolutely it does. Does it take someone telling you, you can do it, keep going, keep at it? Don't give up. Don't look to the right or to the left. Sit and do your assignment. And I mean that with compassion and with empathy because I look at my daughter and she needs someone to tell her, hey, I know it's hard. I know it's not fun. I know you'd rather be with your friends. I know you'd rather be outside playing volleyball. But at the end of the day, this is what we signed up for. You got to get the assignment done, babe. Because if you don't, then... It's a ripple effect, right? This is your assignment. So if your assignment is that you're going to go build something and everybody else is going to think you're crazy, just like they did when Noah was building the ark, then by golly, you're just going to have to say, Noah, you, you, you built that ship. You built, you built that. I know that that was hard. You had to do it by yourself. It took you years and people were mocking you and making fun of you, but you still went through with it. Okay. That's my example. This is my assignment. No matter where you are in this journey, you are going to be experiencing change. It's stretching you. It's making you uncomfortable. I've gone through leaving my teaching career to starting the school in the middle of the pandemic to now growing it and relocating and also hiring people. I, I do, I do understand that it can feel like an insurmountable amount of pressure. I do. I do know that. Yes, there's a lot of excitement. There's many emotions. My first year, whenever I left teaching, let me tell you, I felt excited. I felt adventurous. I felt free, but I also felt sad and I felt scared and I felt anxious and I felt a bit melancholy. I remember walking away <clears throat> from my daughter's playground and I knew she was leaving fifth grade, going to middle school, I was packing up everything. I loved my job as an instructional coach. I loved my school. I loved the people I worked with. But I had this like calling on my life, this cloud, this pillar above me that said, follow me. And, and although I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to trust in something that's so much higher than me and so much more powerful than me. And I know that with that, I can just keep going. But at the same time, in the natural, I didn't feel as confident as what I felt spiritually, so to speak. I actually, a couple days before the school year ended, I went to Panama City to visit my family for my brother's graduation. And I was very excited to go, but I got there. And within about 
six hours, I got sick and I wasn't throwing up. I wasn't, didn't have a cold, but I was sick. Like I was nauseous. I was weak. Something just came over my body and I'm not one to get sick often. If you hear my throat right now, well, guess what? I'm kind of coming down under, or I'm under the weather. I have been battling a sickness for about a week now. And so the last time that I have felt sick was four years ago. And I got sick, like I said, while I was at my brother's graduation. I spent four days there trying to muster up the energy. I couldn't understand what was wrong with me. My stepmom said, Kins, maybe you're just, everything's decompressing, everything's settling. You're about to leave your teaching career. Maybe it's just all servicing. And I was like, yeah, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. But when I looked back at that, I thought, you know what? I was carrying, I was carrying stress. Even though I was excited to leave, I was nervous. I actually just got through reading an email from a coaching client that I have been working with. And after our meeting, I I always follow up with all of those who I coach and I ask how your progress is how you've been doing since your last time that we spoke, what can I help you with? And she said, when we were meeting, she was so excited about leaving. And then she said, I'm just going to be honest with you. I got all kinds of emotions right now. And I'm like, yes, yes. Tell me about it. Yes. Tell someone about it. You got to talk about it because I didn't do that. I just let it all sit inside of me and, and wonder now, at this time, if you're if you're brand new listening to this, we have a micro school. For we've had a micro school for three years. But when I left my teaching career, I was not leaving it to build a micro school. I was leaving it because I felt called to something that was I couldn't quite explain it. So, with that being said, I didn't leave to start a school. Many many of you guys are leaving starting a school, knowing what you want to do. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I was supposed to just let go. That's all I heard, let go. Well, that's pretty scary when you just jump out of a boat and you don't have any life raft and you don't know where you're going. But of course, God was always there with me. So I encourage you to reach out to professionals or someone to talk to. Do you, do you go to counseling? Do you go to therapy? Do you have a coach? Do you have a mentor? who can walk you through this. I didn't. And I did have my husband and I did have some family members, but no one quite knew what I was specifically going through. And this is what we need, friends. We need people who we can relate to, who we can share our story to. Otherwise, you feel like I'm the only one who's going through this. No one can relate. And then you go into a negative cycle. Let me tell you, it is worth every penny to invest in someone who will help you through a situation. I know very, very well how important it has been for my husband and I to hire the people to help our children through whatever they needed to go through in life. There's no amount of money that, re- that, that could ever, ever take my husband and I out of a situation to say, okay, our daughter Jalen needs this. Well, that's a little bit too expensive. No, if we know that she needs help re- recovering from an autoimmune disease that we found by golly, we went and we found that person who could help her with it. She's struggling with, with an issue with her skin. I'm going to find someone specifically who does this and it's not covered by insurance, but I'm going to make sure 
that whatever need that they have, whether it's $150 per session or $300, I'm going to make sure that it's going to happen because I know that God has a way of making things happen and he wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to have the resources that we need to fulfill the assignment that he has given us. Just like if you have a math assignment, you don't need to go, you need to go get a calculator to help you with that math assignment sometimes, right? So if you have an assignment to do and you don't have the tools to help you, wouldn't you want to purchase whatever it is that could help you to complete that assignment? We just did that with my daughter. Um, We went and had her blood work done and we found that she had a couple things that were concerning internally. And rather than going to put her on um, medicine, we decided to go the homeopathic route and hire an acupuncturist. And we've been working with this person for over a month. And then same thing with her skin. Instead of getting her on an antibiotic or a, or a specific medication that has really bad harmful effects, we're choosing to go a very long process that is in the end going to be hopefully better for her. But we had to find specific people to help her. Same thing if someone needs therapy or they need counseling. Absolutely. If that's what you need, you have to go through with it. So as you're facing these emotions, you need advice. You need guidance. You need people who've walked through this. We've got an incredible Facebook group. We have so many people that you can reach out to. You can also schedule a coaching session with me. I coach people one time, four times, 12 times, 15 times, whatever package you want. It doesn't matter but get the help that you need. I promise you will get a return on your investment. It's a step of faith. A lot of times our financial commitments really go to show where our faith is. For an example, gosh, I really want to grow my business or start my business and I'm going to need to go and get a location. But what if I don't have enough students for this location? Guess what? You go put down the deposit. And, and I know what you're feeling. This is exactly what I'm going through right now as we are going through to get a new location and to have to go and put down a deposit and go, what if we don't get the kids? What if we do not get the students to fill the space to pay this rent? I know what it's like. I know what it's like to leave my teaching career and go, what if I fall flat on my face? What if people laugh at me? What if I go bankrupt? What if I don't get enough money to pay for our finances. Four years later, here I sit telling you, I know what that feels like. God has always provided. I've always been the best that I could kept in in step with him, praying to him, asking him for help and guidance, journaling. I'm telling you, if anything ever happens to me and anybody wants to know where my advice came from or what I was thinking during the time that I was going through these transition, go find all the journals in my room. You're going to see what my heart was feeling. You're going to hear what was going on in my mind. You're going to hear my cry for help. You're going to hear the situation of, of being absolutely, utterly afraid. And you know what? People don't talk about that. Everybody wants to give you a quick fix. Everything's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be great. Just spend your money here. Spend your money there. I am not about to teach you to do that. Do I think that God will provide if you have an assignment? Absolutely. Do I think that it is worth every penny to get the resources that you need to help you be successful? Absolutely. But I'm also going to tell you that it is going 
to take. You understanding that you're going to have a lot of emotions and a lot of different scenarios that go through and a lot of what ifs. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. I also want to tell you that it's going to feel hard. It's going to feel very hard. The way to get through that is to always reflect on your motivations. I think about starting our school. I was kindergarten through fifth. That's all I'm going to do. That's it. I'm not going past fifth. I already know that I'm not going to do it. What about six? No, no, no. I'm not certified. I don't want to get, I don't want to do sixth grade. I've never done middle school. I can't do it. I'm not good at it. These are the things that I'm telling myself. But I would look at my daughter, Jolie, and I would think, I cannot feed her to the wolves. I'm already dealing with what public school has created in my oldest daughter, who I felt like she could handle it. But at the same time, I know that there is a risk every day that I send her to that place. I know that we have had to clean up the mental mess from middle school. We're still working on that. Two, three years later, working on the mental mess of middle school, that is my motivation. When I feel like I can't do it, when I feel like I'm afraid that kids are not going to, that I'm not going to get enough enrollment, that's my motivation. Is by God, I'm not going to watch Jolie go through what I watch Jalen go through. I have to stay persistent. You have to embrace the learning process. Celebrate the small wins along the way. Even though I know it's hard whenever you're thinking, I don't even have a win right now. Setbacks are a natural part of any transition. If we don't have opposition, then there's no reason to go to the battlefield. They are always, though, very valuable learning experiences. I also want to remind you to take care of yourself. Like I said, I didn't have the outlet or the resources whenever I first left my career. I didn't know how to process the way that I felt. I didn't know... I had never, I, all my security was gone, it felt like. We didn't have the Facebook group that we have of almost 500 members that could be there to support you. I was all alone. And I'm telling you that right now, you're hearing my voice being a little bit under the weather and me overcoming some health things the past week is because we are in a very big transition in our school with taking it out of my house which I was so grateful to start the school in my house. And although that there were days where I was like, oh my gosh, these handprints all over my walls. This weekend, I was going through my house and was packing up. We have a storage unit of items that we're putting in to hold until we actually move into our location in August. And I was looking at the fingerprints and I was like, you know, all the times that those stinking fingerprints drove me crazy, I'm going to miss them. And I was just sitting out at my kitchen table and I was looking out at our pool and I thought about all the times that the balls would, that the football and the soccer ball would fall into our pool and there'd be dirt all in our pool and then we'd be cleaning it out and all the little things that got into our skimmer. I'm like, I saw that the kids had taken some of our rafts and had stacked them up and they're all just floating so beautifully in our pool. And I thought, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss this home being a place of service for so many children and all the life skills that they learned here. And although the location that we're going to isn't the final location, it is a step, but there's been a lot of change. 
And May is a is a fierce month for me always. I'm going to remember this next time not to not to plan so many things in the month of May like my sister's graduation and end of the year party and end of the year banquet and parent teacher conferences and all the and the wet day and the field day and the in the mud walk and the whoa girl why do I like to do that to myself just pile it on up I always like to say like let's just get her done now I kind of wish I would have spread this apart a little bit because I'm starting to physically feel all of the changes and I don't want that to discourage you I hope that you hear me and you say she's still going and this doesn't mean I'm hustling harder I'm sacrificing my life and my health no I'm gonna keep going despite opposition, because I know, I know what God has assigned me to, and I know what my motivations are. And that is what's going to help you as well. Also remember that the path is not going to be crystal clear, but you have to keep walking. The fog will lift. Time will tell. Time will heal. But during this time, research. Once you have identified what you're pursuing, once you keep knocking away at, okay, I need to learn this. I need to learn this. I got to do the, the, the legwork to, to figure out this. I promise you that if you go slow to go fast, you will get clarity. Stop and educate yourself. Prepare for the transition. Even though it seems like I don't have time to spend the next couple hours figuring out my finances. What if those next couple hours to figure out your finances would take you over the next eight months? Or a year instead of you worried about your finances for the next three or four, five, six months. What if you just spend the next couple hours working on it? Maybe again the next day, maybe again over the weekend, maybe again the next week. And let's say overall that's 10 hours. Wouldn't that be better to spend 10 hours up front than to spend 10 months worried about your finances? But a lot of times we don't want to stop, we want to keep going. And I'm here to tell you to go slow, foundate yourself, find the people. Find the resources to give you the help that you need. If you don't know where to start, start in our Facebook group. If you're ready to go to the next level, schedule a coaching session. If you need the documents to keep you going, to get you started with your marketing, with how to introduce yourself to families, how to keep the correspondence with families, grab our business bundle. If you have the business bundle and you don't know how to use it, ask for help. What, What pieces do I put out first? What's the, what's the order of events? There's so many podcasts that I've recorded on this. You can plug into our Facebook group. You can email me. I'd be happy to answer any question that you have. Most importantly, don't give up. You can go slow. You can take extra time, but don't give up. It's like that assignment. Okay, it might take you a little bit longer, but what's your other option? To get an F? To let your whole GPA go down? No. Even if you have to work problem by problem, take a break. A couple more problems, take a break. It's better than just not doing it at all. Hope this inspired you. I hope it gave you encouragement. And I hope that I see you on the other side because I know that you're not going to give up. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.